This is the Sell My Business in 10 Weeks.com podcast with Trevor Monaghan and Clive Jones. In this series, we will make fun of each other and share some of our self proclaimed wisdom about understanding what your business is worth now, how to make it worth more, and how to get it ready for sale. Welcome back to the Sell My Business in 10 Weeks.com podcast. I'm Trevor Monaghan, Chartered Accountant, Business Failure, and Definitely Not Business Coach. And I'm Clive Jones, definitely a business coach and none of the above. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, in joke there, and listen to the last few podcasts if you want to listen to us um, uh, bag each other, basically. Um, it's this, usually Trevor bagging me, but I've, I've got broad yeah, shoulders. But yeah, but you're an easy target. Um, now, if you, this is the first episode you've listened to, you're probably feeling a bit awkward right now. Um, but uh, we do have a bit of band here. Well, basically, what this podcast series is about, we're two professionals that work with people getting the business ready for sale. Clive is at the grassroots level, getting people ready in terms of systems and vision and business model and that kind of stuff. And I'm a business failure that generally comes in later and says, um, gives you a thousand reasons why it's not worth what you hoped it would be. And I, I tell um, the buyer why not to buy a business, basically, mm-hmm. and also do stuff for court cases. Um, and we, we're basically sharing our frustrations about the stuff that we're seeing where people just you know, they've worked 20, 30 years in their business. It's their superannuation, effectively. They've got this idea about what it's worth. And then they go and hand the keys to the broker and say, get what you can for it. That's right. Yeah. Very poorly prepared. And, it, you know, had, but they would, you know, over the course of the, the years they've been running the business, they spent hours and hours and hours writing brochures and marketing content for their $5 widgets. The thing that grieves me, Trevor, is that uh, had they done all of this stuff, yeah, a few years ago, they probably would have had better results in their business too. It's not just the document that you prepare for selling it. You can use all of this information to help you develop the business. So uh, what we did, a few, you know, way back after the, the first few podcasts, we were getting requests from people to actually, you know, because we talk about something like an information memorandum, and we got requests from people to actually produce one for them. We thought, well, we can charge you a fortune to make you one, or we can, we can go and make a template that should be a, a good size... Um, you know, one size fits all type document as best we can, so that people can then can then access that for around about a hundred dollars. Yeah, at least it's, it's a good start, and any fine tuning we can sort of help them with that part. So, what this particular episode is about, this is one of the sections we're talking about. It's the numbers section, and we're basically going through what's in the template. So, if you don't have the template yet, consider going buying it, um, or just make notes and make your own. Really up to you, but if you want the templates there on sellmybusiness10weeks.com. And in this section here, the numbers section, it's really trying to flesh out, you know, it's obvious, so we're going to tell tell the buyer about the numbers. They want to know what the numbers are. And we've got a caveat at the front of this first. Um, I, was, I was just going to say that, Trevor. I mean, yeah, there's there's a, a number of things that you'll be giving away when you um, present this info, info memo to uh, prospective buyers. But... Um, probably the one of the more sensitive areas is the, is the numbers and uh, the fact that you probably should be getting a non-disclosure um, confidentiality document signed to, before you actually release all this sort of stuff. Yeah, so we would, we would heavily recommend that you at least consider getting a non-disclosure. It doesn't happen all the time. Um, a lot of sort of professional investors refuse to sign them because they think it's a, you know, it's a bit of a slap in the face, you know, don't you trust me kind of thing. You hear stories about someone was raising equity for their business and they would manage to attract about 100 people into a room to find out more about it. 
and made them all sign a non-disclosure and everybody walked out. So I just lost 100 investors in one hit because they all thought there was belittling them to have to sign a non-disclosure. So be careful. Sometimes it can cause you a bit of grief. Yeah, but but sensitive, weren't they? Well, they were, but it was in that situation. It was uh, they held the power, they had the money, and this was a startup business that basically had an idea. And they went, mm. basically, we don't really care about your idea. We're not going to steal it. <laughs> we just want to know if you're going to, if it's okay. going to make money. But you know, that's what I'm saying is there's no, there's no one rule for this. Think about who is your audience. What you know, what are you sharing? Is is it actually sensitive? Mm. Uh, many of my clients know exactly how much money I make. I tell them. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily tell my competitors mm. how much I make. So it depends. It depends what you're trying to do and how, you know, sometimes you'll get brownie points off the buyer if you are super transparent and, and you seem to trust them enough not to ask them to sign an NDA or non-disclosure agreement. But sometimes that could destroy your business if they're a competitor and they, That's right. they use it against you. So Yeah, we've already covered off on the fact that some of your best buyers could be your competitors wanting to acquire your business. Yeah, so yeah, it's use your own judgment. Talk to your legal team if you've got one. Um, we're not telling you what to do, but just be aware of it. You don't, don't come back and say to us that, um, it's our fault. So I, th- I think we can be fairly brief in this one, uh, Trevor, but what sort of numbers do you think we should be uh, putting okay. together? So it depends. If You're the numbers man. So I see, I, I look at numbers for businesses to value them every day. By the time I get them, I'm valuing the business. So, you know, in the end, eventually you're going to have to show them full financial reports, as in terms of your profit and loss profit statement, loss, balance, balance sheet. sheet for at least three, three years, years, sometimes okay. up to 10 if it's relevant. All right. Um, if you can forward-looking projections, mm-hmm. one, two, three, five, ten years, whatever you can, yep. whatever you've got, um, we will certainly look at them as a value. But if it's in the early stages and you're just trying to really get an expression of interest, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily need to provide that information. You might just provide um, your revenue figure. Mm-hmm. You might not provide all your expenses, whether you're growing or yeah. declining. You might say, like, if you're a financial planning business, you might just say, "We've got funds under management of thirty million dollars." Mm-hmm. They don't know how much money you're making on that. You could be making, um, you know, a million dollars revenue. You could be making three hundred thousand revenue. It depends on what you, you know, how you how you're managing those funds and what commission structures are. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you just if it's in the early stages, you're just trying to get a general interest of somebody. You might just want to give them something they can at least start thinking about and visualizing the business. Uh, if you want to actually show them what's and all exactly the situation, which you definitely will eventually down the track anyway, mm-hmm. um, then think about it. You you want to show you actually want to show them more than you show your accountant. And what I mean by that is you would you know think about when you give your stuff to your accountant at the end of the year. And I, I know I'm an accountant. You give us you know maybe your bookkeeping records, and you know you you know briefly describe your transactions, and you won't provide any summaries or reports or anything because you let the accountant just prepare what he's got to prepare, the tax returns and the, and the brief financials. <coughs> what, you know, so obviously you would give the buyer the full financials when it gets to that point. You would give them your bookkeeping records like um, your MYB or QuickBooks or your Zero login, whatever you've got for your book, bookkeeping records or spreadsheets if you're sad enough to store your spreadsheets. Um, you would give them that stuff, but what, what you want to do in this section of the information memorandum is you really want to highlight things. Okay, so, for example, you know, if the value of your business is the fact that, you know, maybe the profitability is not great yet, but it's the growth, it's grown 40% year on year for the last three years, and there's no reason why it's not yeah. going to continue. And the profit, then, profit's gone because you've been piling back yeah. into the business. So. so what you want to be doing in this section, you want to be talking about that, that great, um, that growth rate. So you want to talk about this great beneficial thing, this yeah, growth rate. Yeah, how much repeat business comes and things like that. So the numbers can be, um, they can be, they don't have to be dollar numbers. Hmm. 
They could be headcount of customers. They could yeah. be number of numbers on the database. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be financial numbers necessarily. They've got to be backed up with financial numbers at some point. Mm-hmm. So you've got to think about, um, you know, if you just give me, again, if I'm valuing business, someone just gives me a set of financial statements and all I see is the, I don't, can't see the breakup. You know, I can see um, very high level macro numbers. It doesn't mm-hmm. really give me a sense of the business. I can mm-hmm. see how much money it's making. But like I said, if there's within the, the wages section, you know, wages show $400,000. Mm-hmm. If 100000 of that was to your sister for a tax planning reason, because she had low income and you just want to pump some money into her. Yeah. Um, if you don't tell me about that, mm-hmm. I don't know to add that back. That's right. But if you tell me about it and you can justify it, yeah. Um, and suddenly I add that back, the profit is now $100,000 greater than the financial statements say. Mm. Um, to give you an idea, the average valuation for each and every year, I might adjust anywhere from 10 to 50 things in the profit and loss statement to bring it back to what we call a normal profit. Yeah. So if you give me five years of the financials, I'll do five lots of adjustments, one for each year, with anywhere from 10 to 50. Mm-hmm. Um, for each year there's a lot of stuff there now I have to make assumptions about those things if I don't have all the details but if you can make things clear to me and you know I say me because if you've got a decent buyer they're going to use someone like me there's only so far there's only so much you can bamboozle the actual buyer because mm-hmm. eventually they're going to get a, a, they're going to go to their accountant or financial advisor and, or their lawyers and yeah. or, or a combination of eventually before they write a check yeah. so even if you can convince them uh, of something if it's if it's not 100% true it's going to get found out eventually and you just wasted all your time and money along the way but yeah I, I want to see full transparent numbers I want you to show what's really good about the business if something looks bad in the face of it I want you to tell me why hmm. if yeah there could be for example um, you might get a few yeah returns goods returned or customer complaints or something but if you can actually quantify that as a percentage of the actual total number of sales and what your actions are around that sort of thing, that could sort of be an added value to If there was a huge advertising expense where there was a one-off build of a website mm. or something where, where mm. the accountants chucked out an advertising to claim a deduction for it, mm. but it's got the lifetime value of 20 years, you know, that infrastructure's gonna be there and we can build upon it, mm. we need to know about that. So yeah. just think about it from the buyer's point of view, You know, read those financials like you've never seen them before. Assume you know nothing about your own business. And what do the financials mm. tell, tell you about the business? Is it a true and fair view? of the reality does it and importantly is the past a good indicator of the future also I don't, you know some people perhaps might just need somebody to sit down and explain their financials to them mm. it's the thing like do do your financials show a true and fair view um, is the average person going to read them and, and understand the true situation if when they go to the next point an accountant sees more proper business value, are they going, if there's enough information there for them to do their ad backs to work out the true profit. Mm-hmm. Does the past indicate reliably what the future holds? What I mean by that, if, if your profits have been low and you know for a fact or pretty certain that future profit's gonna be high for whatever reason. For, for example, right now we're in um, July 2013, I'm still doing valuations for businesses based on the 30th of June 2012 financial statements because they haven't yet done their current year financials. It's only been, and this is in Australia, so we've got a 30 June deadline, 30 June year end. They haven't had time to go to their accounts to get financials done, but we've got a court case coming up this month. We have to use financials. We're using 30 June 2012. Now maybe a lot's changed since 30 June 2012. Maybe 
towards the end of the last financial year, we picked up a big customer that already this year has improved the profit by a few hundred thousand dollars. And maybe like today, the day we're, we're writing up this information memorandum, maybe today we've picked up a big customer that's not in any financial figures yet, and, and it's, but it's a forward order. Um, or it's a relationship, an alliance or a referral relationship that's going to bring okay. in more sales. Yeah, those, those things need to be justified later, but at least make sure they're in the document. Yeah, so just think about also, it. Also, just Trevor, a lot of people glaze over with figures. And, and a lot of these things that we're talking about, you can actually show them in pictures, can't you? Diagrams, charts, You can. people like to sort of see... Oh. Yeah, trends Nothing better than right if, you, if your revenue's been growing, give me a mm. basic Excel chart mm. yeah. going up and to the right. Mm. I'm going to love seeing that. Yeah. If your costs are reducing, show me a chart going down and to the right. Mm. You know, it, show me if you, your headcount of your, your staff, headcount of your, your um, database, whatever you've got. Mm. You know, put it in a graphical sense. Yeah. You know, don't overlook the the, the value in having your accountant or even internally providing some, some budgets for the next few years. I know, you know, a lot of people say, what's the point of the budget? It's, it's impossible to get right. It's about, it's about telling a story. Mm-hmm. It's about if, if you think that the sales are going to continue to go up and costs are going to be maintained, if you can put some assumptions behind that, put it into a spreadsheet, roll it out for, for two or three years, if you can on a month to month basis, if you can go in that much detail mm-hmm. and then chuck a chart with that data showing the growth in the revenue. And you know, as a valuer, I don't necessarily take that as gospel, but it certainly helps because at the end of the day, I don't value the past, I value the future. Mm. I use the past as an indicator of the future, but I've also, if I've also got a prediction of the future with some well-rounded assumptions that can be justified to some extent, then I'm gonna value that business much higher than if I just had the financial statements, mm. full stop. Same as the rest of the document. The more we put in there that's gonna help, the better off we are. So think about it. What are the risks that a buyer might perceive by looking at this whole document, looking at your financials? What are the things that aren't that maybe look bad? Go and talk about in this in this information memorandum. What you're doing about those? Why isn't it actually bad as it looks? Mm-hmm. All the great things that aren't obvious from the documents. What are those great things that have happened or happening in the business? Make them bleedingly obvious. Yep. Don't leave it to chance. Don't let the buyer make any assumptions about these things, good, bad, or ugly. Make them really aware of how you, you know, what your vision is for the business and the things that aren't so transparent from the numbers. Okay, so, you know, we've covered a lot of a lot of detail there, a lot of jargon, but basically at some point you have to provide full financials. You need to emphasize good things. You need to overcome things that don't look so good in the face of it. And more financial information, the better as far as I'm concerned. If the truth's good, the truth will set you free. Mm. If the truth's not good, maybe you need to hold off some of the business for a couple of years work with somebody to help grow the business. I wouldn't suggest a business coach that hopeless, uh, at least the ones I know. <laughs> Thank you, Trevor. I wish we could hear the audience laughing. I don't know if they're laughing at me. You're so we? funny. <laughs> they're in stitches, I know. Um, but, but think about it, like seriously, if it's, you know, if, if the truth is not good, you need, to, you, need to make, you need to create some better truth. And sometimes it takes time. Don't whinge about that you're retired and couldn't get anything for your business. Maybe you have to work a couple more years. You know, you know, you have to deal with reality. But don't leave it till the last minute when you when you really must sell. You really do want to get out to actually start thinking about preparing. Because a lot of this can take a little while to do it properly. Anything worth doing, 
is going to take you a while to do it properly. God forbid you create some budgets and don't sell and hit your targets. Mm. That wouldn't be a bad outcome either. Scary. <laughs> so that, that's, uh, I think, all for this, this episode. So the next episode, what are we talking about? Next, next uh, week, we're going to talk about the competition. So who are your competitors? Now, why in the world would we want to be talking about them, Trevor? Should we make everybody wait until next week to find out? Well, yeah, I think, uh, yeah. It's a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to be able to sleep for a week. So, like I said, jump on the jump on the, our subscription list. You'll get those free goodies that we're giving away. If you don't have the information memorandum template, consider forking out the 100 bucks or so to download that and, and use and abuse it at your own, own pace. Um, keep coming back and listening to these episodes to get some more information about how to fill in each of the sections. And if you get stuck with anything, let us know. You know where we are. Our details are on the site. Mm. Look forward to next week. Yep. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Sell My Business in 10 Weeks.com podcast. And just remember, the advice is only generally nature. But if you are serious about selling your business, you should check out the resources page of our website where we've got videos and templates to create an awesome pitch document for your business, which you will need if you're selling. And don't forget to subscribe on our website for advanced notification and bonus materials.